We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 27 for July 6, 2020, and our feature topic today is dealing with the weather at Disney. Um, We've got a lot of tips that we think you'll find helpful when you're next at visiting Disney and Walt Disney World or any of the Disney parks, really. But um, but before we get started into our feature topic, we want to go over some cheddar from the Big Cheese. Um, last week, on the 30th, we were able to start making dining reservations. And so, um, so I was able to do that for my clients and for our trip. And for us, Sophie, we snagged dinner at the Garden Grill at Epcot. And yes, it I is... Saw. Yeah, and it is one of... Only two character dining locations at Walt Disney World where they're going to have characters interact with your with your meal. Um, and as you know, we used to have a, a ton of character dining, so I'm glad we were able to get that one. Yeah, what's the other one? The other one is Topolino's Terrace, which is over at the Riviera Resort. Uh-huh. And, um, and they both are doing modified character experiences so we're not sure what that means i think it means to my mind anyway and we'll see if i'm right or wrong but to me it means that they're going to come to the table but they're going to be distant um no hugs um probably no autographs um no pictures with them but you could take pictures of them that's what i'm thinking um, or if you if you frame your camera right, you can get a picture of you with the character in the back, you know, sort yeah. of thing. So we'll have yeah. to see how that works out. And as always, one of the things we're going to do is report back on what we find out. Mm-hmm. All right. So next you take up, the next one. Yeah. Next up, some more dining news. We've got Olga's Cantina in Hollywood Studios. I think it's one of the new Star Wars ones. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah, it sounded like that. Unfortunately, it will not reopen when Hollywood Studios opens on July 15th. It was originally on the list to reopen with the park. Not sure when it will reopen or if, but I'm thinking when because I'm pretty sure that all the Star Wars stuff has gotten tons of revenue and tons of people going there. So it should definitely reopen indefinitely yeah at some point it'll reopen i i heard um and i don't know for certain if this is the reason or not 
but um, the governor in Florida had stopped um, sales of alcohol at bars yeah. in the state because there had been a big increase in cases, and that was one of the things they were thinking might be the reason. And um, and so I'm wondering if that's the reason it's not opening, because you can get alcohol at Ogus Cantina. You can also get non-alcoholic drinks, but um, but I wonder if that was the reason. I haven't heard an official reason. I just know it was on the list, and then they took it off. So, mm. all right. And um, I'll take the next one, and then you can talk about the last one, Sophie. Yes. Okay, so over at Disney Plus, um, I've been reading that The Greatest Showman, which is an awesome movie. I thought we we really liked it this, as much for the music as, as anything. Mm-hmm. But The Greatest Showman is going to be coming to Disney Plus. And I think that is big news. It says over the summer, so I don't have a date for it. But I also heard that um, the X-Men series of films are also going to be coming to Disney Plus, and I think they're coming, um, or might already be here, might have come on the 3rd, um, something like that. And, of course, we all know Hamilton came out on July 3rd, right, Sophie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I was about to say it's coming out July 3rd, but this is going up on July 6th. It's July 2nd when we're filming this, so. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it's you know that that's old news now. The fact that Hamilton's coming to Disney Plus, so <laughs> we'll see. All right. So, what's the last bit of cheddar that you have for us, Sophie? The last bit that I have is a very special set of ears. You can find them at shopdisney.com, and they are a special Minnie Mouse ear headband from Ulani. From Alani, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we will post the link to the Shop Disney location where you can get them mm-hmm. um, in the show notes. And um, and I'll probably add the photo as well. I posted a, a photo of it for Sophie to see them in our notes. Yeah, and, the, um, they're very, very pretty. But yeah. actually, it seems like the photo that you gave me in the in the show notes that we're looking at is different from the one on the on the shop disney website daddy hmm not sure Mm. not sure let me go look yeah that is different they changed it then because it wasn't that way the other day hmm maybe they can come in different colors Maybe, because the ones on the page are black. Yeah, and the ones that we have in our show notes are a very pretty fuchsia. Yeah. I think I like the fuchsia ones better. I think I do, too. But um, anyway, I like the fuchsia ones as well. Maybe they they already ran out of the fuchsia. They probably did, because those are beautiful. And despite selling for 30 bucks, they are... Very, very beautiful. I would not fault anyone for getting a pair. Yeah. But anyway, so um, so I'm not sure. Maybe they maybe they just ran out or maybe they changed their design or something. Or maybe they didn't update the page. I don't know. But anyway, 
that is all the cheddar from the big cheese we have for this week. So now let's get on to our feature topic, which is dealing with the weather at Disney. And um, like we were saying in the opening, we've got some tips for for how to handle the weather. And, you know, at Disney, the weather could come in any shape and form. You know, you can have rain, you can have extreme heat, you can have cold, you can have windy conditions. Um, Florida is a lot like North Carolina in that our weather is all over the place. Yeah. But Florida's hotter. Yeah, it's temperate, um, has much better year-round temperatures than North Carolina, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so um, Sophie, why don't you take a couple tips and just tell us something about what you think about um, with dealing with the weather. Maybe tell what the condition is and what you would do to, to counter it. I agree. Well, in that case, usually when we go to Disney, we are going in the summer months when it's blazing hot and mm-hmm. anyone else would think we were crazy, except for the people who are there, too. Exactly. And in that case, because I am so pale and I burn so easily, my number one tip is sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Oh, good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this. And... To be fair, just make sure you have two different types of sunscreen. If you're going to go with the spray-on sunscreen, make sure you also have some of the lotion sunscreen for your face. Because I remember one time we were getting ready to go to the parks and and my parents sprayed my face with the spray-on sunscreen and I got it in my eyes and it was horrible. So yeah, make sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, make sure that you have sunscreen in both kinds. Whichever one works for your skin. For me, it's got to be SPF 50. Okay. All right. And so you're saying it's okay to use the spray on everywhere except your face? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, you know, that's a, good, that's a good idea. So give me one more while you're, while you're on a roll. Well, aside from sunscreen... It's always best to just stick to the shade. So if you have a hat that can protect part of your body from the sun, then that it's always good to pack that and to wear it. Sure, the ears are great, and I prefer the headbands to the hat ears that go are like a cap on your head. But you mean like it, these? Yeah, I prefer the headbands to those. Okay. But. A giant sun hat with a wide brim to just cover your face is also very good. Or even just sunglasses, because they can help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, those are both very good tips, because, you know, if you can stay um, out of the heat some, then it'll help you throughout the day. You won't get so worn down. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so for me, I was thinking about what happens when it rains because it always rains. It seems when we're at Disney, at least one day for at least a little bit, you know, and that's um, it just is what it is, you know. So um, one of the things, you know, a lot of people talk about the ponchos you can get. Um, you can get them at the dollar store um, or you can get them at Disney. If you get them at Disney, then you're going to pay a lot more. 
But I also feel like the ponchos that we get at Disney are thicker. Yeah, they're and a better so quality. I think they don't they don't break as as quickly as if you get the get ponchos at the dollar store. Yeah. We have both because there have been times when we didn't have any ponchos and needed them, so we bought them at Disney. But um, but I I do think the ones at Disney last longer. Um, yeah. So you're paying a little bit more, but you're getting a longer mm-hmm. use out of that product. Um, I don't know if that justifies the cost or not. But, I think um, it does because we've used those ponchos for at least five trips in a row, I think. Yeah. I'm going to switch my screen real quick. My background. Yeah. Because right now. It is now, a cool, it is right a cool background. Got, you know, the country bear, which is a good idea. If it's really hot outside, then maybe think about, maybe think about, um, visiting an indoor attraction like the country bears where it's air conditioned you get a fairly long show you mm-hmm. can sit um, you can sit and relax um but of course if you're outside and you have your poncho on then um then you might look like this oh hey there's me in my stroller yeah back when back in the day when sophie was still in a stroller so there's <laughs> mommy and sophie in ponchos and I was over, this is over at Germany, so I was watching the train layout. Um, and I'm sure I had my poncho on, but I'm not in that picture. But, no. um, you know, seeing someone in a poncho isn't a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. It's just, it is what it is. So Yeah, um, and that's the thing about Florida rain. Usually it rains while there are white puffy clouds, like in my background, uh-huh. And that usually means that the clouds are going to move away and with them will go the rain. And often it's actually a very nice rain. Like, yeah. until it gets to pouring, in which case then you need those ponchos. But if it's a nice rain, it's a hot day and the rain's cold, it just helps to cool you off, too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, um, what? You know, Sophie's got the right idea there because A, she got to ride in that picture, and B... She's like, I'm going to enjoy um, a lollipop. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I made my dad buy me a pack of Winnie the Pooh lollipops. And of course, I ate the purple one first. Because purple was the favorite color back then. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So um, so ponchos, you know, it keeps you out. It keeps you moving about in the parks. You saw that the water... The ground on that picture, back to my country bears, but the picture was the water had been fairly, fairly soaked on the ground. So it was Mm -hmm. a pretty heavy storm. But um, and you know what? Sometimes the ponchos don't help if it's such a heavy storm. You know, you still got to stay undercover somewhere. Mm -hmm. But um, otherwise your face will get soaked because they don't cover your face. And, And sometimes with the ponchos. You will find out that once the rain stops, the humidity of having that that poncho on, it really gets kind of steamy um, to you. So, you know, you're going to you're going to see it warm up fairly quickly. So only use the ponchos as, as long as you need to. You know, don't don't say, well, it might rain in two hours, so I'm going to leave it on because that I think you'll just be uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. there's there's positives and negatives when it comes to the ponchos. But um yeah. You know, 
Um, this next tip that we've got is I think it's applicable for just about any weather condition. Don't you think so? I agree. If, if it's super hot out, um, if it's pouring down rain, if it's really cold, cold, yeah, then one of the things you do is you just go inside, go to some of the indoor attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we use that time. Yeah. Sometimes we use that time to to go to Main Street. If we're in the Magic Kingdom, we'll go to Main Street and we'll do some browsing. And maybe that's when we buy some souvenirs, you know, mm-hmm. because all up and down Main Street, the shops are connected together. So you oh, can go yeah. from one shop to the other to the other to the other without having to ever go outside. Mm-hmm. So and it makes it a bigger space. So if there's a lot of people, then it's not so crazy where everyone's on top of each other. Yep. So, so indoor attractions, um, like the Country Bears, like um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Technically, um, it's a small world as indoors. Yeah, it's a small world. Peter Pan's flight. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in the queue, you're still covered. Yeah. Um, you know, Haunted that's Mansion. A, that's the know, beauty that's, of so many of Disney's attractions. A lot of them are indoors. And you don't necessarily realize that they're indoors. Like, even Splash Mountain could be considered partially indoors. Yeah. But it's Uh, still a wet ride, so if you're riding when it's super cold, then I would not recommend that. Very true. And the other thing to keep in mind is if it's a storm, like a thunderstorm, then an attraction like Splash Mountain or other wet rides might very well be closed because of the lightning damage or lightning threat. So, um. So keep that in mind as well. And um, some attractions like Test Track over at Epcot, they'll close if it's raining because you've got the outdoor component. Um, So even though you could be doing the inside component, they don't do the outdoor component. So they have to close the whole thing Um, because, you know, if you're going 60 miles an hour in a convertible and it's raining, it's raining then that water is going to be like ting, 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 all over you, and it'll hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, um, another thing to keep in mind, especially on super hot days, we talked about sunscreen and, you know, the making sure that you stay covered up so you don't get um, sunburn. sunburn. But another thing to keep in mind is making sure you have plenty of fluids, right, Soph? Oh, yeah. I remember one time I was at Disneyland with Jagan, mm-hmm. and I was drinking water, and she was drinking a soda, I think, and the poor girl got heat exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. So we need to be real careful. Um, the nice thing about Disney is they obviously they don't want anyone to get sick. Mm-hmm. So um, you can go to any quick service restaurant, and ask for a cup of ice water and they'll mm-hmm. give you like a big 20 ounce cup with ice water in it, you know, and you don't even have to wait in line. You just go straight to the, to the counter and say, can I have, you know, two cups of ice water, one for me, one for Sophie or whatever, and they'll give it to you and it's perfect, you know, and your salts, you want to make sure that you keep your electrolytes up too. Exactly. So, um, you know, if you need a Gatorade, that's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you just need to get some salt intake, maybe buy yourself a Mickey pretzel. 
Or some popcorn. Some popcorn, yeah. Fresh pop popcorn is awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. My favorite Disney snack. But anyway, I digress. But um, <laughs> but staying hydrated is the key, especially when it's 95 degrees, you know. Um, and with today's environment, with um, the need to wear masks out in public and at Disney and so forth, then um, it when you're drinking and eating, the rule is you don't need to wear your mask. So if you're drinking some water, you have permission mm-hmm. to take your mask down a little bit to drink your water and then put it back on when you're done. You know, so in this demonstration, Sophie will show how it's nice to drink some water. And then if she had her mask, she if she needed her mask, she's home alone. If she needed her mask, she would put it back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mask is currently drying because I needed to wash it. Yeah, we have cloth masks that we rewash, so yeah, um, and it works well. And by the way, Sophie, those are in the the dryer. I think they're done. So thanks. Um, anyway, on to other news besides the washing and drying methods at home. <laughs> we already we already touched a little bit on the shopping, but I really want to reiterate it. Those shops are some of the best places to cool down and maybe also grab a snack because there are a few places mm-hmm. where you can get food in those shops as well. Yeah. So like, what are some of your favorite places at Disney, Sophie, at Walt Disney World, we'll say? Um, we covered Main Street uh, at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Do you have any other favorite places that you like to go as outside of the to, Magic Kingdom for shopping? Yeah. Probably the innovations area, like I'm not quite sure what it's called, but they have a lot of places where you can go inside and Mm -hmm. cool down. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite used to be the innovations laboratory, I think is what it was called. And there they had this place called the greenhouse and it wasn't a greenhouse that grew plants. It was a green house. (laughs) It was a house centered around using green energy, and it was amazing just to see. Yeah, and um, a lot of the innovations area has, of course, has been shut down because they're redoing it for the 40th anniversary Epcot, and so there's going to be a lot of new stuff. And, you know, we're going to have an upcoming episode where we're going to have Brenda back, and we're going to talk about the changes coming to Epcot, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Oh, yeah. But, um, but that'll be down the road a little bit. But um, some other places in Epcot are, you know, think about the the World Pavilion, the World Showcase Pavilions. And you got a lot of places in there have really neat shopping areas in each of the, of the mm-hmm. pavilions. So, so that's the thing right. to do. And then over at Hollywood Studios, um, their shops aren't as connected together. They have no. a lot of different shops, but you have to leave and then go into another one. But um, but that's yeah. something that you can do as well. And, you, you know, if you're going from one door to the next, it may not be that big of a deal to to step out real quick and then step back in. Yeah. Um, and then at Animal Kingdom, there are also some um, there are also some places where you can do some shopping for souvenirs and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. And and don't forget, if you're not at the parks, 
one of the best places to do shopping at Disney is Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because there that's are, the place dedicated to shopping. Yeah, there's there's a boatload of things to do there. With and there's a lot of shopping. food to eat there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's a big, almost its own mega mall, you know. Um, so shopping is definitely a, a fun thing to do when it's when the conditions outside are are harsher. So, yeah. All right. So give me another tip, Sophie. Another tip that we have, and this is one that I put, is simply just checking the Disney Parks channel for the forecast. Because in every hotel room, and I think in every nearby off-property hotel room, there is a certain channel that you can go to, and it's the Disney Parks channel for whichever park that hotel is nearby. And they even have the Universal Studios Parks channel, they have the SeaWorld Parks channel, and all of them are going to have basic information about the park that you'll need for the day, and that includes the weather forecast. Mm -hmm. Like, often, I remember waking up in a hotel room or in the cabins, like the last time we went, and the TV will be on, and my parents will be watching the parks, and it will say that the weather was a beautiful 89 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. And um, I love that number. That is a good number for a temperature. (laughs) Yeah. And just to clarify um, for anyone that might be confused, if you're staying at a Disney resort, then they're going to definitely showcase the Disney um, parks and the temperatures and, how it looks and what time different different events are happening and all that. But if you're staying at Disney, they are not going to tell us what time Universal or what the weather is at Universal. They don't want you even talking about Universal. <laughs> but well, I if mean, they at, do it in the off-property if ones. If you're off-property, though, then yes, you'll have more um, channels that are related to other stuff besides Disney. So, but if you're staying on property, it's Disney 24 <laughs> seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that is, um, that's just something I wanted to, to clarify. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this last one's got me a little confused. So it says dress accordingly down to the nines. What did you mean by that, Sophie? What I meant by that was simply that, If you're going to go to Disney, you've checked the weather forecast for Disney, and it says that it's going to be, and this was a lot more realistic than the other way around, it says it's going to be cold as frick, it's going to be 50 degrees, Uh you are not going to walk into the parks in shorts and a sleeveless shirt and flip-flops. You're not going to do that. You're going to walk into the parks in jeans and a sweater because that is cold by Florida standards and it's cold by North Carolina standards. Yeah. Unless you were like me way back in the day and had no clue. Well, yeah, but I mean <laughs> neither did I. But yeah, well you weren't you weren't alive at that time. But yeah, that's a very good point, Sophie. You want to pay attention to the forecast for the time period you're traveling because you want to make sure you pack accordingly. 
you know, we had a fun trip, um, just mommy and I, before you were born, and we were like, hey, it's Florida. It's always 70, 70, 80 degrees, you know, and it was not. It was cold and windy, and we were miserable. We did have jeans, but I had on short sleeve shirt, and Cindy um, had on, like, short sleeve shirts, too, and we ended up buying... Walt Disney World um, sweatshirts, and that was that made a big difference. So, so yeah, definitely check the forecast and don't don't make the mistake we made of just presuming that it's always going to be warm out at Disney because that's not always the case. <laughs> no, it's not. Florida is a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that um, that you'll find, though, is when there's weather at Disney, specifically rain, when there's rain at Disney, that oftentimes drives away a lot of crowds that you wouldn't think would would happen you know a lot of people are like oh my gosh it's raining so they just leave and go back to the hotel and so you end up having a park that has cleared out so um so if if it's raining you know just gut it out now if there's thunder and lightning and all that then you may need to reconsider that but um but if not then try and just Go, you know, and do more stuff because sometimes it just makes the biggest difference. And I know um, a couple of memories I've got. One is um, when Steph and Shane got engaged at Disney. You know, it had been we had been at the park and then we had to leave because the storms were brewing and um, and it was really heavy thunder and lightning. And I mean, like torrential downpours. Mm-hmm. And so we were at the resort and we're like, is, is it going to stop? Is it going to stop? We were at Animal Kingdom. And um, and finally it stopped. And we're like, okay, we can go back. And it was extra magic hours that night at Magic Kingdom. So we went back to the Magic Kingdom and the ground was wet from the rain but because it had rained, it was like this really perfect temperature. And um, and so it was really a nice evening. And with extra magic hours, we were able to stay out even later. So that's when um, that's when Shane proposed to Stephanie. And that's when they mm-hmm. got engaged was at that night. And that was perfect. Um, yeah. And then another night... Um, and another trip, this is back in 2010, I think, is when this happened. Um, it was all of us back. Um, we had left, and it had rained, and we came back, and we had extra magic hours again. And again, because of the rain, it was much cooler than it had been um, during the day. And so it was a perfect evening. And that's when... We, um, I think that was your first time doing extra magic hour, Sophie. And really? what we, uh huh, I think it was. And, um, and Steph was with us. And so mommy and I rode the carousel while you guys went to go ride Dumbo. And that's when we saw Mickey and Minnie riding, um, Dumbo ahead of you guys. And, and they chose some guests to, that they would ride with. And it was just 
really cool, you know, to see that. Uh-huh. And so it was neat. That was a neat memory. So, so yeah, if you can, um, you know, a lot of times the, the rain chases away crowds and it makes things so much easier to navigate around because the crowds are less. So, so let's see here. Um, you know, some of the things we didn't talk about in our list is um, deliberately going back to the resort, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's yeah. super hot out, then maybe it's time to go check out the resort pool, you know? Oh, yeah, because those and, pools are great. Yeah, and so that might make for a great reason to head back to the resort for a little bit and maybe go swimming for a bit to cool off and and then decide, you know what, we'll go back to the parks a little bit later. So, mm-hmm. so um, one of our listeners, Jody, said um, that she actually recommends booking your stay during hurricane season to save money. So... I don't know. I haven't really priced it out to see what the difference in price is for mm-hmm. hurricane season versus not. Uh, I think she's thinking maybe um, late August, September sort of time frame. But um, but anyway, so, you know, if you are at Disney when a hurricane hits, then they might close the park some. But the resorts will stay open. And a lot of times they'll bring in to the resorts things that you can do that um, keep you entertained instead of just having to hang out in your in your room, you know. So uh-huh. so that's something yeah. to keep in mind, too. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, what else do we have, Sophie? Anything else that you can think of? I think that is pretty much it. And, you know, a lot of these tips apply at other Disney parks as well. You know, over at Disneyland and California Adventure, if we're at Disneyland, then, um, you know, going into Pirates of the Caribbean over there is a great ride to ride. Oh, yeah, and Uh, it's longer um, there. And it's longer. Um, It's a small world starts outside, so you've got that component. But um, but then it goes inside, and that makes it um, a nice indoor attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other things, too, that you can do over there. Obviously, some of the roller coasters and whatnot. Sp- or Space Mountain would be a good one to ride because it's an indoor. So as long as you're not standing out in the rain while yeah. you're waiting to get inside, it's... Um, might be a good one. And even then, out. a lot of the line queue actually has awnings over it, so you're not technically yeah. outside. Yeah. And actually, there is one last thing I can think of, and it's not a Disney thing, but okay. over at Universal and SeaWorld, I know that they have these misting fans over a lot of their line queues to help mm-hmm. their guests stay cool on very hot days. And That's it's also. True. That's really the only thing I wish Disney had, and really they only have the regular fans in the Animal Kingdom. They don't really have the misting fans, and they don't have the fans anywhere else, I don't think. Some places they have them. Um, Not exactly the same, but like in some cases, um, you know, there'll be those little kids' play areas 
where the water burbles gurgles up um you know yeah. and so you can you can play in those and get cooled off that way too um over by the jungle cruise they've got i think some um mm-hmm. some fans or some ways of cooling you down with like a little rain shower sort of thing um of course over by um over by the magic carpets of Aladdin, you got the camel that'll spit on you. Well, which, yeah. You know, because that's always fun. And then there are the tiki <laughs> drums over there, too. Basically, you whack the tiki drum and water spit mists out. <laughs> so I guess they have that. Yeah, so they have some. But you're right. Um, a lot of the A lot of the other parks will have, like, a fan that actually includes the mist in the fan. And so... So yeah, I don't I don't think of that at Disney as much either, but um, yeah. but there's other ways to cool off. So yeah, so I think it's it's kind of like apples and oranges. They each have their own way of doing it. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, um, then if that's it, then that covers up our our feature topic for this week, and it's time for this day in Disney history. So Sophie, yeah. what do you have for us? Well, I have something rather special, and it happened in 1924. Okay. And it's something to do with the Los Angeles Times. So, listen to this. Okay. This, the following appears in the back pages of the Los Angeles Times on July 6th, 1924. Actors mix with cartoons. In Hollywood, a young cartoonist by the name of Walt Disney is making a series of 12 animated cartoon productions. Real people are are seen acting with pen and ink actors. They are known as the Alice series, and five-year-old Virginia Davis, Deluxe child dancer, has the big part. MJ Winkler of New York is releasing the comedies. Nice. So the Alice stories came out on July 6th, 1924. And another thing. Uh Uh-huh. This happens in 1952. Okay. Walt and Lillian Disney, their daughters Sharon and Diane, and Lillian's niece Marjorie Sewell Bowers arrive in Southampton, England aboard the Queen Elizabeth. They head to the Dorchester Hotel in London as Walt will be working on his new British feature film, The Sword and the Rose, to be released in July of 1953. Not The Sword and the Stone, The Sword and the Rose. Really? Mm-hmm. Did it did it change names, The Sword and the Stone, or is it a totally different movie? I believe that it is a totally different movie. I'm looking it up right it. now. Yes, I've never this heard one, of it. This one is a live action film. And it Okay. And it talks about its main characters are Mary Tudor, the sister of King Henry VIII, and Charles Brandon, a man of much virtue with no social life. It's a it's a romance film and it's about the Tudor oh. era. I might be interested in this. Yeah, might be worth taking a look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's all good stuff, Sophie. Do you have anything else? No, that is all I have right now. Okay. Well, it's time for our Disney Who's Who character. 
And um, like always, I'm getting these from Disney Who's Who and A to Z of Disney characters. And today I have a very special person um, who is our character. And I want to see if I can make you guess who it is. So... By all means. I'm going to say that this person is a woman. Mm-hmm. She's a kind, motherly woman. A kind, motherly woman. Question. Uh-huh. Is she alive by the end of her film? Yes. Okay, then. Any guess? Is she 3D or 2D? What do you mean by that? Was she animated in 3D or 2D? Or is she a live she, action? She 2D. was animated in 2D. I'm going to guess Tiana's mom, Eudora. No. Hmm. No. Um, you want me to tell you who it is? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Our motherly woman today is the fairy godmother. Oh. She she's Cinderella's fairy godmother and like I said she is a kind motherly woman with a pure heart and an optimistic outlook on life. Though wise in her own way, she has a tendency to forget important details like where she put her wand and what her magic words are and overlook things that would be obvious to anyone else. But once she remembers what she's doing, the fairy godmother is quick to act. She is also capable of incredible magic, even if it does have a time limit. I should have said that she's a magical creature Uh. or magical woman. Um, The fairy godmother believes in helping those in need. She does not look kindly on people or animals who are cruel to others. And now I have two bits of did you know, Sophie? Yes, please. Let's go. Did you know that the fairy godmother's design underwent so many changes that it is impossible to know what her original incarnation looked like. I did not know that. And this actually ties back to Tiana. Uh-huh. Did you know that the fairy godmother presided over the official coronation and welcoming to the Disney Princess franchise of both Tiana and Rapunzel? I did not know that either. There's a lot about her that I don't think people realize. Yeah. So that is our Disney Who's Who character for this week. And next week, I think we're going to have a really good one because next week we're going to talk about, um, and I haven't forgotten our our quote, but we're going to talk about our top ten characters. So... But anyway, our Walt Disney quote to round us out for today is um, about WED. You know what WED stands for, Sophie? 
No, I do not. Okay. WED stands for Walt Elias Disney Enterprises. Okay. Oh. So, um, anyway, here's Walt Disney's quote for this day. He says, well, WED is, you might call it my backyard laboratory, my workshop away from work. It served a purpose in that some of the things I was planning, like Disneyland, for example, it's pretty hard for banking minds to go with it. So I had to go ahead on my own and develop it to a point where they could begin to comprehend what I had on my mind. And that is Walt talking about Walter, Walt Elias Disney Enterprises, which later became Walt Disney Imagineering, WDI. Mm-hmm. So, so it was his backyard laboratory. It was his workshop away from work. All right. Well, that rounds us out. Um, like I said, next week we're going to have our friend Brenda is going to join us again. And we're going to have our top 10 character lists. Uh-huh. So that, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, is there anything else you want to cover today before we sign off, Sophie? Nope, I think that's it. All right. Well, then I will close this out by saying that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at Mike at PixieVacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Thank you, Sophie, for joining me. I had fun and I look forward to, um, you know, next week will be our last. We're actually going to be recording prior to leaving for Florida for our trip. So next week's podcast will go live while we're at Disney. Oh, my gosh, you're right. So, I was not it, prepared for this. I need to so, do laundry. <laughs> anyway, we've got time for that. So, um, so thanks, Sophie. And what do we say? See you on the road. Literally. We'll see you on the road. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Bye. Bye.